0: Hey everyone, you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga Podcast. This is the weekly yoga Q&A. To ask a question, visit my website, lovebreezybreyoga.com, shoot me an email, find me on Instagram at yoga podcast or other social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, All of that, it's either Love Breezy Bree or Breezy Bree. All the information is in the description of the show notes. Thank you so much for your question. Let's get started. Namaste. so I'm going to jump right into this week's Q&A. I received this question in different variations and from both students and yoga teachers and it's about yoga burnout and I want to talk about this because I definitely understand and have had that happen to me and will probably have it happen again. So first and foremost I think this is I'm going to come at this with some suggestions and some ideas about your practice that you can incorporate and consider to either prevent or just be proactive about it or even reactive when the burnout comes on. Now, there's a lot of things that we have to consider. One is life events. I mean, sometimes we're just burnt out, whether it's because of yoga or yoga just happens to kind of take a nosedive because of everything else that's happening in our lives. I know for me, When it rains, it pours, and usually I can attribute what's happening to my practice with what's happening in life. Sometimes yoga is my savior in a lot of ways, meaning that I utilize it for my own therapy, physically, mentally, and all of that, or sometimes it's like my arch nemesis, right? And so I'm just going to assume that we are all kind of living in that same little mindset as well or it can affect us in that way. Now keep in mind too that when you're thinking about your practice, most of the time we're thinking about the asana, the physical poses and having to engage in practicing yoga that we are feeling burnt out about or we feel it uh, we're just not in the mood or we're feeling fatigued or any of that. So remembering that yoga is a vast discipline and even if you're not able to do the asana practice, you can still engage in meditation or pratyama or any of the other philosoph- philosophical ideas of yoga and definitely still be practicing yoga. Also, keep in mind, I know I love saying keep in mind, but I want you to really keep it in your mind that sometimes we have an all or nothing attitude, meaning I have to go to yoga class, I have to practice for an hour, and I have to do it three days a week. Otherwise, I'm not practicing. You can practice one day for five minutes if that's all you can do for whatever reason and still be completely tuned into what's important to you about your own personal yoga practice. So those are all just little tidbits that I want to live in your, that I want to have living in your subconscious prior to us going into deeper into this discussion. So when we think about our burnout, how do we get back into practice or how do we prevent ourselves from really losing our practice? Because that's really what we're discussing here, right? Which is. I do not want to lose my practice or I've lost my practice. How do I get back into it? Which again are some of the other questions that I have received and I'm kind of creating this one Q&A episode to I think try to dial in all these different thoughts. Whether it's I've lost my practice. How do I get back into it? I feel burned out or you know, Whatever. So assuming that we have the capabilities to practice, meaning we're not ill, we can still practice, we're just not wanting to or we just can't get ourselves motivated or we're losing the motivation. The first thing I would like to say is rest. Dial it down, whatever that looks like for you. Just rest. Allow yourself some time to recover. Secondly, ask yourself if you're getting enough sleep you know, um, lack of sleep is a buzzkill. So you could be doing your most favorite thing. And if you're not rested, your most favorite thing is no longer going to be appealing to you. And then tune into your nutrition. You know, are you dehydrated? Are you not eating enough calories? Um, Are you not getting enough macronutrients, micronutrients? Start tuning back into that And once you feel like you have all of that dialed in, then you can come back to the drawing board. But we know when we start to look at those areas first and foremost, if we can really start to focus there. So not getting enough sleep, you know, for whatever reasons, maybe asking yourself the why, there could be a number of reasons why you're not getting enough sleep, new job, Um, new weather, you know, whatever, new baby, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so have some compassion for wherever you're at and start to focus on building back those foundational principles, sleep, nutrition, things of that nature. Once you feel like you have that under control or if that's not the problem, then I would take inventory of what else is happening in life. Do you have a project in school or work that's taking a lot of your attention? Do you have something going on with a loved one that's taking a lot more attention? Are you just enjoying your summer or enjoying your winter? Is it cold outside? Is it hot outside? I mean, these changes when you study Ayurveda can have a big effect on what's happening internally as well okay so start to take inventory of that maybe journal or just jot it down on a piece of paper analyze but not in a way that you are you know looking for something but just noticing what's happening in your life only you know what's happening with you then you can start to dial in okay i see what's happening here i'm enjoying the summer i'm going on lots of vacations i'm not practicing so much yoga Or I can't fit it in, so when I do, I feel this sense of incompletion. Maybe just giving yourself an opportunity to take a break. Just allow yourself to take a break. So let's assume that now you've done that. You've taken inventory of your foundational things. You've taken inventory of what's happening in your life currently, seasons, all of that. Then you can start to take note of where you are in your practice. And start to investigate the why in that respect as well. Are you maybe just bored? Is this a a bored situation versus... Because typically when I consider myself to be burned out from practicing as a student, it might just be that I'm bored. Maybe I need to add in a yoga pose that I haven't done in a really long time, or I need to focus on a different area of my body, or I need to add something in, take something out, I need to modify my sequence, or I need to try a new class. We just recently have been discussing all the most popular disciplines of yoga. So maybe investigating a different discipline and trying that maybe just changing when you practice if you're always practicing in the morning at 6 a.m before work um maybe you could practice during a different time before you go to bed or vice versa right that could change the nature of your practice completely right there trying a new teacher a new studio uh, as well as or as it goes in line with maybe even the new discipline just getting reinvigorated maybe checking out some visual classes if you've been only doing the audio classes on my podcast for instance maybe doing some visual classes on youtube or video or maybe getting into live studio if you've been practicing solo or maybe getting a private one-on-one session or getting a handful of private sessions Another good thing to do, too, to incorporate in your yoga discipline is to add in other self-care type practices. I know for me, when I do that, I get more out of my yoga practice, such as massage or even um, going to like uh, or, or taking a hot bubble bath or going to a spin class or going to Pilates or. Or um, just something else to get my blood flowing through the body again, so to speak. So coupling other modalities into what you consider to be your mind, body, spirit practices could be really great as well. Really writing down those three categories. What are you doing for the mind? What are you doing for the body? And what are you doing for the spirit? If yoga is, if you put yoga flow Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday for all three, well, then maybe adding something else for the mind, maybe reading a new book, um, picking up some fiction or nonfiction or writing or drawing or painting, you know, something creative. Maybe for the body, like I said, adding something else in there physically, whether that's massage or a bath or something of that nature. And then spiritually, whatever that looks like in your personal philosophical life, you know, if that's going to church or if that's, you know, going and listening to live music or going um to a place that reminds you of your childhood or going and visiting family members. I mean, those are all could be very spiritual practices as well connecting back with people. Maybe you just need to look at all those areas of your life and bring those connections back together again to allow you to have that appreciation for where you're at and create that beautiful dynamic with self again. Another thing is just opening yourself up to all of what yoga and its philosophy has to offer. So again, pratyama, meditation, um, engaging in the things that can really help you bring more awareness to your practice and facilitate more to your actual asana practice. So rather that's engaging the bandhas or that's understanding the chakra system or it's something more anatomical or maybe practicing more with um, props and alignment or practicing less with that stuff and doing more intuitive practicing, practicing with new music or practicing without music, really just trying to mix it up. We can tend to become stagnant For whatever reason. So just opening up our minds. Another thing could be taking um, a yoga immersion course. Sometimes understanding something deeper can bring more appreciation to it. Picking up a yoga book and reading something on a topic that is really interesting to you. Like the eight limbs of yoga or the yoga sutras or even something less formal than even those. Um, Even just maybe sequencing your own class and playing around and teaching yourself some fun stuff if that's something that kind of intrigues you or taking a workshop workshops are a great way to invigorate your practice so if you've always wanted to learn how to get into will pose or headstand or you want to learn how to do crow or you want to take a workshop on breath work or meditation take a workshop that will really help facilitate your personal practice in a way and take you to new heights and always allow yourself to dial down your practice if you only can practice five minutes a day only practice five minutes a day if you can only roll out your mat and get into shavasana trust me i've been there and done this then do that um and then if all else fails just take a literal break like stop stop all that you're doing, tune back into self, and then allow it to come back. Yoga never leaves us. It really doesn't. It it always lingers. And if you're listening to this podcast, it will, it means that you have a bigger interest in your lifelong practice. So sometimes we just need a break. Now I'm going to go ahead and flip this over for yoga teachers who feel burnt out. Of course, as a yoga teacher, we have the goal to stay lifelong students because you are a student forever, if you are a yoga practitioner, you never master the discipline, so to speak. I hope not, I hope you don't get that mindset ever because you'll be quite disappointed. Um, If you're a teacher and you find yourself being burnt out, I would say the same thing, take inventory of what's going on in your life. Start asking yourself the why and once you can figure out those foundational answers, then start to decide how you're going to mix it up as a teacher. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you need to ask for a sub for a few classes or you need to change your schedule altogether or you need to teach a different discipline or take more training and learn something new. Learning something new or deepening your current awareness in any facet will completely transform you as a teacher. So if you are a teacher that teaches power yoga, it might be really great to learn yin yoga or learn meditation. If you're a teacher that teaches meditation and yin yoga, <laughs> maybe really diving into booty yoga or take more classes with different teachers so that you can start to receive some more influences, make it a big initiative. One of my initiatives actually this summer was to take a class with all of my favorite friends who teach yoga. Not all my favorite friends. I love all all my friends are my friends because they're my favorite people, right? But taking classes with yoga teachers and really just Not only supporting them since they support me so much, but also just enjoying being a student and enjoying learning something from others. There is nothing like it, okay? So going into your practice sometimes um, with the full intention of being just the student and not paying any attention to, wow, she got into warrior two, amazing. I gotta jot this down in my mental... You know subconscious space in my brain so that when I teach next sometimes as a teacher you're constantly trying to sequence a class in your head just go as a student no judgment no sequencing you're literally just blending in I actually think that 99% of the time when I take a class I'm there as a student I actually feel like a student I don't feel like a yoga teacher And um, I love that because I know that I'm there for my own self-care. Now sometimes something will, a cue will come up or a pose that I had never transitioned in one way, and I will try to take a mental note, but I definitely have a memory of a fish. And a lot of the times I forget it the moment that I do it, unless it's something that just really resonates with me. But as a teacher, just mix it up, learn something new, read a new book. Or if that's all you do, if you spend all your time making playlist sequences and reading about yoga philosophy, do something completely off the map. Like pick up a new fictional book or learn something that has nothing to do with yoga or cannot influence your class directly but indirectly. Um, You know, watch a new comedy or watch stand-up. I don't know. Just continue to stay inspired by not always looking for inspiration. Sometimes we could burn our brains out by constantly searching and evaluating, and it's almost like you're just a scientist 24-7. Also, if you're a yoga teacher, just ask yourself if you're teaching too much because it's more important to be a student and practice the discipline than it is to teach the discipline. I know that's hard, especially if yoga is your career and your primary source of income if you are finding that you're becoming unmotivated burnt out it's going to translate to your students you're not going to be able to give of your best self like you need to in a discipline like yoga as a teacher and it's just like anything else whether you're a school teacher or helping people in any other capacity whenever you are sending out a lot of your energy, especially if you are very sensitive to that sort of thing, then you are definitely going to have to look for areas in your life where you can really self-reflect and give back to self and refill your own tank. So knowing yourself is crucial as a practitioner and as a teacher because you need to know the yin and the yang of your own life. Like if teaching yoga is actually a reprieve for you, then maybe you get burnt out in some other disu- some other area in your life and yoga is not the area. It Maybe yoga, you give so much of yourself because you take on so much of your students' energy and all of that, then you need to figure out what can counteract that. It's just like a counter pose. Back bends and forward folds, right? So to sum this all up, Just like anything in life, you can apply this in any area of your life. This doesn't just have to apply to yoga. But I believe, and I am definitely an experienced person in this respect. I've been burnt out in different areas of my life. But when I look back on it, and I can predict the future causes, it's usually because I've taken on too many yeses and not enough no's for myself. And sometimes I'll take on a lot of projects at once because I'm really eager and I'm excited. And just knowing my own limitations, just like we tell our students, and as a practitioner, you have to know your own limitations in your practice. You want to always take yourself to that edge microscopically, you know, one by one, forward moving progress every time. But you never want to leap off of that cliff. Ever right? Because you could be a goner. (laughs) So that's life and really understanding what the edge is for you. Sometimes you have to fall off the edge of the cliff in order to know, whoa, that was my edge. I didn't even see that coming. But that internal connection back to self and that awareness and taking inventory actively, constantly, which is why I love the moon cycles because it just invites that Contemplation of what's going on in my life. What am I trying? What seeds am I trying to sow? Right. And staying focused on what's most important in your life, creating those quadrants, right? So the mind, body, spirit quadrants, the family quadrants, all of that. And creating as much of an idea of how you can best work your own magic in your life. And when in doubt, stop. Rest and do it all again. You know, just stop and rest. Rest is always the answer when you cannot identify the answer. Just rest and let it come to you. Resting is a form of meditation. So just when you thought you weren't practicing, boom, there you are. Shavasana. So I hope this kind of answered the questions or at least gave you some new concepts to think about and or a refresher as some of this and most of it is inherently known but sometimes we just need to hear it again go in peace namaste I am so honored that you're listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher.